Disclaimer, I am not a professional, nor do I claim to be one. All opinions shared within this podcast are mine, and when relevant, research and resources will be linked to all those linked to this podcast. New one. This podcast episode may contain information that is more suitable towards mature audiences. So if you're under the age of 18, please consider clicking out. But I'm not going to be super raunchy anyways, so... I guess you're welcome to stay. I don't mind you being here, but just in case, you know, do your due diligence. With all that being said, hey, I'm Romy. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all the things that make my brain cells dance. Hi. I don't know why I hold my breath, and I don't know why I exhale into the microphone, but I do it, and I feel like it's become a tr- tradition for me, at least when I'm recording. So I'm going to keep doing it. Anyhow, hello, welcome. It is currently Sunday at 3.19 a.m. Happy Easter Sunday. He is risen for us Christians. And then for everybody else, if you would like to know more about Jesus, let me know. (laughs) Anyhow, I hope you've had an amazing week. I remember telling you to have an amazing week last week. I also remember recording the episode like 10 times last week, which is super fun. (laughs) In the grand scheme of things, that happens every single episode. Me re-recording things maybe five, 10 times, then editing it, and then just giving up on the editing because it sounds as good as it's going to (laughs) get. So I don't think it's a terrible thing, but like when it comes to that kind of stuff, I just hope that as I get more expanse with it it'll just become something that's like second nature to me so anyways i guess it's a it's appropriate to get into my animal crossing experience for the week there's a couple things i guess i could start off with the fact that on wednesday i got kk kk had his concert and that's something i've been working towards for nearly a month so the fact that i got kk on my island was amazing for me it was a really good experience (laughs) and to see the opening credits i guess it's closing credits at that point yeah to see the closing credits and hear that incessant beeping it was a glorious experience 10 out of 10 i would do anything to experience it again (laughs) um the second thing is we're soon approaching bunny day it is bunny day because it's Easter and just like looking for the different eggs, the different types of eggs and then having what's I think the thing, the bunny's name is Sprink, Sprinkle or something, something like that. But to see like the whole egg hunt kind of thing going on was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I didn't do any of the bunny day crafts yet. I think that's what I'm going to do today. Today's a little bit busy for me anyways, so I don't mind like hopping on Animal Crossing for a couple hours. And the next thing is Bob moved away. I'm really sad about that one. <laughs> like I cried a little earlier this week when I found out he was moving away. Originally, he moved. He started moving away because I accidentally pressed the button to let him go off the island. But I don't really think it was an accident in the sense that 
his reason for wanting to move away was that he wanted to experience more snacks from different countries and he couldn't do that if he just stayed on my island and i felt that because that's what i want to do as soon as this like this whole pandemic is over i think i want to travel and i feel like if i had rejected him in that moment i would be starting a process of rejecting myself when I finally am ready to go and experience the world for what it is. So I kind of just let him go and I cried a little bit. I had to like have this grieving process for Bob and then to know that like he moved away and he left a couple stuff and he left the track jacket that I gave him and I found it <laughs> in the lost and found I was really sad because I'm like, wow, he didn't even take it. Anyhow, yes, that was my experience with Bob. He's moved. I'm currently in the process of looking for another villager, and I hope that villager is cool. Man, Ellie and Gale are like my favorite so far, so I'm waiting for somebody to top Ellie and Gale. But until then, it's Ellie, Gale, and Muffy that are just going to have to dry my tears every time I cry. And the next thing is that um, Celeste, she visited my island to visit Blathers. And I feel like when Celeste comes to visit your island, it's one of those things in the gameplay that just feels like a benchmarker, which is pretty cool because I feel like I've gone through all of them so far, save for the seasonal ones, like Bunny Day, which is technically today. But that's overall what has gone on for my weekend Animal Crossing and for my real week, <laughs> I wasn't super busy. Like I had a couple of assignments, yes, but I have a couple of assignments on a regular week. So to know that like it's reduced in the sense that I didn't do as much this week that I had to do for the last couple of weeks, it's pretty cool. Um, yesterday, or was it Friday? Yes, Friday, Good Friday. I accidentally ended up working 10 hours, which is not fun for me considering that I'm used to four-hour shifts and working 10 hours was just a lot. I haven't done that in ages and I was really tired. I literally knocked out on my bed in my uniform when I came home because I was so tired. But that happened by accident. And by accident, I mean I showed up to work four hours earlier than I needed to and then I asked my supervisor if he wanted me to stay or not and then he's just like stay and I didn't go home <laughs> and I ended up regretting it at the end because yes it's time and a half but then at the end of the day I, I, I showed up at work at one I ended at 11 I closed so to know that I finessed myself out of a whole day number one a day I could have been spending with my family was really sad and then <laughs> I was so tired. I haven't been that tired in a really long time. So on one hand, it, it's a positive thing because that was the first night in a really long time that I've slept through the night. And I guess me recording this at 3.25 a.m. is a testament to how much I don't sleep. <laughs> but I want to experience that sleep again. I slept for a whole 14 hours. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I slept for 14 hours. But it felt nice. I, I miss sleeping. I feel like I made up for a whole three weeks of sleep. But 
that's the end of what I have to say about last week. And I guess I can get into this week's topic. So we are on episode four. And the deeper into the podcast I get, the more I feel like I can talk about anything. <laughs> and the more I feel like I don't have to rely on like extensive planning like I did the first couple of episodes. Because I, at this point, I just feel like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the things that I talk about. Because I haven't had to do a lot of research, particularly about the things that I'm, I've spoken about so far. Because they're personal things. And once you, how much research can you actually do on something that's personal and close to your own heart? Anyways, one of the things I'm going to talk about this week, the inappropriate thing that maybe I shouldn't talk about. Nobody needs to know this. But it's, it's important to me, and I assume that's important to a lot of people, and a lot of people make decisions surrounding this, especially as we are moving into a more sex-positive world, and a lot of young people are doing the work of reclaiming their bodies, and within that, I think there's an element of sexuality, and reclaiming your sexuality, or making the decision to abstain, which is pretty cool within itself. And I want to talk about those decisions. And I want to talk about my decision in specific. And for me, I made the decision to be celibate. Now, I know what a lot of people are thinking, especially for my more, I guess, out there friends. They're probably thinking, you're only making that decision because you are religious. And yes, my religion does reform not reform, but my religion does help informing the perspective that I decided to take when it comes to sexuality. But I don't think it's the only thing <laughs> because it, there are certain personal factors that I did have to come to terms with it before I can make the decision with what I wanted to do with my private parts, <laughs> which is all fun and cool. And I think everybody should think about it and approach it from a more personal perspective in order to make decisions surrounding their bodies because, yes, religion might tell you what to do, but you're the one that has to do. <laughs> and sometimes it's just hard to follow through on something that we don't fully and wholeheartedly believe. So there's a certain element of personal decision-making that you do have to involve, and I think that's a decision that should be celebrated. Anyhow, when it comes to sexuality, I am celibate, and celibacy is the decision that I made for a few key reasons, one of them being intimacy, the second one being my mental health, and the third one being... The fact that I just don't date much, so <laughs> yes, I guess I can get into the intimacy part. Um, naturally, I talk a lot, and when it comes to my relationships, whether you be my mother, my cousin, or my boyfriend, <laughs> all different types of relationship, but I approach intimacy in the same way where I'd rather not be physical at all. 
unless like I'm extremely close to you, that's different. But I show my affection by getting to know your mind more than I do like hugging or any kind of physical touch. Because physical touch is something that I hold as high value, especially when it comes to exchanging intimacy. So I reserve it for my closer relationships. And knowing that I want to experience a certain level of intimacy within all of my relationships, I think it's important for me in specific to approach it in a way where I get to know people's minds better than I do their bodies. And that's where celibacy was the best decision for my romantic relationships because when you abstain from sex, especially in romantic relationships, I think you have to experience intimacy from other means. And sometimes it can be a little bit of a harder journey, but you get to know the inner workings of your partners better. And that's something I value because if I want to feel close to you, I want to feel close to you in the sense that I can predict what you're going to do. I know what offends you. I know what doesn't offend you. I know how to make you feel loved. I know how to talk to you in a way that isn't confrontational and what I need to say is heard instead of what I'm saying, just like going through one ear and out the other. Wow. Boo's really making noise over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's... I just seek to be close to people in the sense that you really feel like how you exist is valuable within my sphere. And yes, sex can contribute towards that, but a lot of the time it doesn't. So especially knowing that we're in, living in a more sex-positive world and not everybody places high value on sex. So just to avoid like that kind of information getting misconstrued and me being under, misunderstood when it comes to having sex with somebody, I just prefer not to do it so I'm clear and so that the other person is clear as well, and I don't misconstrue what they're trying to say and what they're feeling in terms of sex. And then the second part is the mental health piece. So personally, I do struggle with my mental health a lot. That's something that I've been pretty open about, whether it be through my writings, through my everyday conversations, or on the podcast. It's Mental health is a big deal to me, and... I'm going to sound super new agey and for my Christian friends and my new age friends, specifically because I look at sex as an energy transfer and because I look at it as an energy transfer, I do look at my mental health as a big part of energy, <laughs> a big part of my energy and I do understand it from the perspective that my partner's energy also is influenced by their mental health. So I don't want to just 
be trading off anything because most of the time when I say I'm struggling, I mean like I can't wake up in the morning and feel purposeful and there's some mornings where I close my eyes and I hold my breath hoping that I'll pass out and possibly not wake up again. And I do realize that that's dark and I'm so sorry if I'm triggering anybody. That's not my intention. But the the reality of my mental health struggle is that it's a lot. And when you look at these things, I don't want to have to pass that down by laying with somebody and because I know how fragile my mental health can be at times. I don't want to just be absorbing anything. So by not laying down with people, I think it saves me a lot of issues <laughs> when it comes to my mental health because to a certain extent, there's a whole bunch of narratives within different religions that prove that it's more than just like a pleasure thing. It's also a spiritual thing. So I don't want to pass on the bad vibes or I don't want to accept any bad vibes. That's just how I feel about it, especially when it comes to my mental health. Because I'm not saying that I'm 100% bad vibes. I'm just saying that I do realize that I do have bad vibes sometimes. So it's better to keep those bad vibes to myself than to share it with somebody else and feel responsible for, the, for what happens after, especially if that person endures some type of hardship or goes through some type of harm because of the fact that I decided that I was going to sleep with them knowing how I felt about myself, right? Anyhow, and I think the last piece is relationship state. I don't remember if that's how I phrased it because I'm kind of just talking. <laughs> but um, relationship status is a big deal to me at least now that I get older, because I do realize sometimes the title that you have in the relationship is indicative of how serious you should be taking the relationship. So the way I looking at, uh, I'm looking at it is that if I'm talking to somebody, it's not super serious. And if I am dating somebody, it's on the serious side. And then if I'm married to somebody, it's straight up serious. <laughs> and I want to be straight up serious with everybody that I decide that I'm going to lay down with. So I've only ever been super serious with one person. And shout out to him because we're best friends still. But knowing that I've only really laid down with one person. Sorry, JC. Sorry, mom if you're listening to this, <laughs> I've only really laid down with one person and to know that we were, our relationship was more on the serious side and there was love there. It was a big deal for me because I don't want to lay down with anybody that's not serious and not committed to me. And just recognizing that that person is not going to like feel the need to up and leave once they get what they want from me. It it's something that just keeps me leveled when it comes to like trusting people and following through on physical intimacy. And then the next piece to that is that um, 
sometimes not having that stability can make me feel anxious in the sense that I, I'll probably be doing anything to make that person happy so that they stay. And to use my body to do that, I, I just prefer not to because there's a lot of regret that can happen and a lot of shame that can build up. And then when I approach sexuality, I don't want to be ashamed and I don't want anybody else to feel ashamed through the sexual decisions that they make. So in order to prevent that, I chose celibacy simply because it certain things just don't happen when you decide not to lay down with somebody or not to lay down with anybody per se. And yeah, that's pretty much how I came to the conclusion that I was gonna choose to be celibate. And it does influence a lot of the relationships that I find myself in. And to a certain extent, it has been a little bit harmful, especially trying to explain to <laughs> people why I made the decision to be celibate, especially knowing that Sometimes I get into relationships with people that are pretty open about how sexual they actually are and how sexually active they are and to know that it's a big piece that people don't want to give up. I can understand it from that perspective because I wouldn't want to give up my celibacy for somebody either. And I think if it's an alternative lifestyle, <laughs> I would say. It's usually one of those lifestyles that people follow because they're religious. But I think a lot of people are celibate now simply because the pandemic is happening and you're not supposed to be so close to people unless you're living directly <laughs> in the same households with people. So this is not me judging, but this is me judging. <laughs> yeah. But I guess my advice to somebody making a decision, whether it be towards sexual activity or towards celibacy, I'd advise you to be extremely intentional about the decision that you make because it will have lasting effects and it will help shape who you are as a person, specifically through how you treat other people when it comes to sexuality. Like I know for some of us, because it's coming from more religious state, we can be influenced to make people conform to our decision towards celibacy. And we can look at that as the more supreme um, decision to make. But I don't always look at it that way. And I don't think we should always look at it that way because not everybody's operating accord according to the same standards that we are. And not everybody's standard is found within a book, a real book. <laughs> I'm not saying that the Bible's a real, real book. I'm saying that a lot of our decisions are systematic in the sense that we follow them for a reason. And a lot of people are just making decisions towards their sexuality because it's what makes them feel in touch with their bodies in the same way how we make decisions not to engage is our acknowledgement that we are in touch with our bodies and in a sexual sense and in a non-sexual sense as well, the same way everybody else is. And 
the last thing for me to talk about when it comes to celibacy is that it does impact how you date. It really does. I know I said that, but I think when it comes to making decisions towards celibacy, it's important that you clarify this with a lot of your partners just to avoid the confusion because sex is a big thing. It really is. And if your partner decides that that's how they express their intimacy with you and that's how they want to build intimacy with you, you can encounter a lot of issues, especially not being on the same page when it comes to how you decide who you will formulate and build intimacy within your own relationships. So make sure you clarify. And if you're not, if you're somebody that's getting into a relationship with somebody that is intimate, um, not intimate, celibate, I'd advise you to be open to more expressions of intimacy other than sex because it's a cool world. It's a big world. It's a wild Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. Anyway, it's a really big world, and we have so many things that can help us build intimacy with people. And there's a lot of different ways to build physical intimacy people with other people without being sexual. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Self, broaden your, uh, broaden your spectrums and your horizons. And you never know, you might become celibate too because you find so many other funky ways to become intimate with people. <laughs> Anyhow. That's all I have to say about that. And I guess I can get into my side notes. <laughs> so one of the biggest things that I've been thinking about all week is healthy friendships. And I'm probably going to end up doing a podcast episode on this. But I just wanted to shout out some of my friends. You know who I'm talking about if you're listening. I love you so much. <laughs> like... I have certain friends that I talk to on a daily basis and I love them so much because I don't think people realize how thoughtful that is. Just to know that you wake up and you want to talk to me, it makes me feel so special. And I try to extend that same feeling out to other people's because I know it's amazing and I want everybody to experience that. And I also have experienced like not so pleasant friendships and feeling like a burden within some of my friendships and to have that contrast is just like wow somebody actually thinks I'm that cool and I'm not on the back burner of everybody's life so <laughs> I mean that's I do realize that everybody has their own stuff going on but to know that you're so valuable in one person's life it's, it's the best feeling ever it's a kind of a little ego trip for me but anyways, that's how I feel about that. And my final notes. I didn't really plan a song of the week because I was waiting for a certain song to just speak to me in terms of like me picking the song of the week. Because <laughs> some of them just scream, this is your song of the week. But this week I didn't really listen to much music so I didn't really have a song to pick but my dad did put me on to the song a little earlier this week if I can just pull it up it is called 
Sweet Thing by Rufus and Chaka Khan. And it's a pretty cool song. I listen to it most days. It's it's not song of the week material, but it's favorite song material. So I listen to it anyways. And I hope you enjoy it. And as for you the next coming week, I hope you have a beautiful week. Like a beautiful week. I know the weather's getting a lot warmer. And it would just be super amazing if you got the chance to enjoy it. Whether it be by yourself or with a couple of other people. Social distancing, of course. But I really do hope that your week is amazing. And I hope that you know you're loved. Because even if I don't know who you are, because I can't see who listens to it, or I don't know what you look like, I really hope that as you go through your week that you remember that you're valuable if not only just to me, but to the people in your life. And I know it's Easter, so it's appropriate for me to say it. There's somebody in this world that loves you so much, and they're willing to die for you. To remember that, remember your name is specific, not just like the fact that you're a person, but your name is specific. That they look at you as a piece of art in, amongst a whole heap of pieces of art, but they know exactly what your art piece was, what your art piece was made out of, and they know all the paints that were used to make you and create you to be whoever you are right now. And if you'd like to find out about that, I guess I can talk to you about it because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Anyhow, I love you, and I hope you have an amazing week. And if we get to connect, I'll love that. But if we don't, sayonara. Guten Newton, as my mother used to tell me when I was little. And besitos. If you don't understand Spanish, understand Spanish, that means kisses. Little kisses. Okay, bye. <laughs>